I'm Chad Asleel. Welcome to the final episode of Indigenous Voices of Vancouver Island. A five-part podcast series where we have been experiencing Vancouver Island through the stories of Indigenous tourism. I express my deep appreciation and gratitude to the Coast Salish, Kwakwakwaku, and New Channel peoples who have stewarded these lands and waters since time immemorial. From these nations, we have met business owners and knowledge keepers, tour guides, fishermen, and chefs. They've welcomed us into their territories. They've shared their culture with us. They've opened up their lives and their homes to help us understand just a little bit better what makes this island such a special place in the world. Local for me is Vancouver Island because then we're supporting the Kwakwakiwak, the uh, um, Coast Salish and the New Chalnuth. You get to walk through the, the ancient rainforest, you get to see the indigenous connection to the forest and the cedar in particular. Fishing, canoeing, scuba diving, free diving, you know, sailing, boating, whatever. I've just always been in and around the ocean. The beauty that is our traditional territory, it's its stunning. It feels healing. There's a healing sense to it. So people come back and they just feel like almost rejuvenated. Being Indigenous, it's very, very important to uh, teach and educate uh, our um, visitors um, about who we are and where we come from. Different traditional songs, when the guests are leaving, they're going to have sometimes tears in their eyes because they've really had that connection and they're, they're uh, you know, a little bit emotional about departing the resort. We're storytellers and so while on these tours you hear all these legends, you hear about traditional names for the different animals you see. When they guests come in there, they, they, there's a small footprint that they leave, but you know there's an imprint on their minds and their hearts when they leave as well to remember the experience there and it, it's incredible. That's what the feeling is when they come to your restaurant or to your establishment. It's your home. If they take away a smile because you know I, I, I brighten their day up, or if they take away and they wanna they wanna sit down for twenty minutes and BS about the indigenous culture in the surrounding areas, I'll do that. There's some dark history involved as well. It can't you can't shine a blind over that. We want them to go home knowing a little bit more than when they showed up, whether it be about indigenous culture, about reconciliation or about the wildlife as well. Whether they're whales or eagles or bears or... Seals, uh, little otters, a bunch of seabirds. Sometimes you have octopus. Like there's honestly something new every day. It's sharing our culture with everybody and getting them to have a better understanding of our people. Wow. What a magnificent reminder of what we've heard so far, who we've met, and what makes Vancouver Island such a wonderful place to call home. I'd like to thank our sponsor for making this whole series possible. 4VI is a social enterprise created to ensure that travel is a force for good on Vancouver Island forever. And I can understand why after meeting and chatting with all of these amazing indigenous tourism operators that we featured in this series. It has been an honor learning about their businesses, their rich and vibrant cultures and the deep connection to the land and waters that bring forth not only Indigenous people, but all people who call Vancouver Island home. It is a true gem on this earth and I'm so lucky to live here. Have you been listening because you're curious about Vancouver Island? I hope you've been inspired to come and visit some of the businesses I've introduced you to. 
Or if you're a fellow resident on the island and you've been listening to learn a little bit more about your own backyard, I hope you've taken away a new or deeper insight into the peoples, nations, and cultures that have stewarded these lands for millennia. Now we are ending this series with an adventure. Two adventures, actually. First, we'll visit an adventure tourism company based on Quadro Island, and then we'll end our time together with a breathtaking electrical bike ride between Euclid and Tofino along a new forest trail to white sand beaches on the western edge of North America. So for one last time, let's head back out on the road, starting in Campbell River. As we've learned in previous episodes, it's not just Vancouver Island itself that we can visit. There's so much to see and experience between the island and the coastal mountain range of the BC mainland. We traveled north to Port Hardy in the Coquacuac Territory, up into the southern end of the Great Bear Rainforest, one of the largest unspoiled rainforests left in the entire world at 6.4 million hectares. From Campbell River, we've traversed the Salish Sea to visit the Coast Salish nations such as the Clahoos in Toba Inlet and my own people, the Homalco in Butte Inlet. The spectacular Discovery Islands are between the southern border of the Great Bear Rainforest and the northern border of the Salish Sea. This archipelago is remote and many of the islands don't have many, if any, residents. Among the two with ferry services are Cortez Island and Quadra Island. We're heading to Quadra Island, which is the traditional territory of the Wiwakai Nation, part of the Kokwakiwak peoples. Quadra Island is also home to Wild Waterways Adventures, run by Jennifer Smalley. So there's anything from, you know, the generic tours like, you know, whale watching or, you know, wildlife tours. And then we branch out into, we have like kayaking and wildlife where we take people on kayaks out into the Octopus Islands Marine Park and we go an adventure there and then half the time is spent on the zodiac looking at wildlife um we also do custom private adventures so we can do anything by like going up the big fjords going up rivers um checking out waterfalls you know all kinds of things swimming fishing barbecuing salmon on the beach <laughs> and then um we have a, a couple of really specialized tours that are unique from others um one of them is a great bear adventure where we go and see grizzly bears, which a lot of operators do do, but ours are different in that we go up a river and we stay in the boat and we view them that way. And no one else is there. There's no other tour operators. So we're actually the only ones in that river. And so that's what's unique about that adventure. Um, and then, yeah, we have the tree of life adventure. So that one is really cool for people to check out. Um, and that one, I, you know, I use more of my Indigenous background teachings and knowledge for that one as well as, you know, my interpretive skills and um, just knowledge of coastal temperate rainforests um, where we go to ancient cedars and we do that all by boat. All of our tours are accessed by boat. So when you're booking adventures with us, it's any one of these kinds of uh, adventures. So we kind of have something for everyone. Jennifer is Métis and says that sharing a vision of unity, reverence, and sustainability with the natural world is her mantra as a wilderness guide. The inspiration came from, you know, just years of experience. I've literally been in this industry for 16 years, working on the coast from Haida Gwaii to the North Broughton Archipelago to now here off of Campbell River and Discovery Islands. 
And I just wanted to be creative. I wanted to have, I, you know, I watched other owners of businesses using their creativity to create um, these really special adventures and experiences for people. And I wanted to be able to do that. And I also wanted to be able to, you know, bring in, um, you know, more of a wellness approach as well. And my indigenous background into some of my tours. Um, and so I've been able to do that. Like I said, with that tree of life, which is really important to me to kind of slow down and ground in the forest and, and just appreciate the wildlife rather than just kind of like running out, looking at it, going home, you know? I wanted to create something, yeah, that was just more healing and more just connecting, you know, connecting to nature rather than just like running out, getting that adrenaline rush of a humpback breaching or a killer whale rolling up, you know, but grounding down into the, into the atmosphere of this beautiful, beautiful area. The Discovery Islands showcase a diverse array of microhabitats that include natural phenomena such as tidal rapids, coastal mountain fjords, rivers, lakes, waterfalls, and rainforests. Jen prefers small groups between 8 and 12 guests and enjoys taking us into very remote areas that we are only going to find with Wild Waterways Adventures. Exactly. Literally hit the nail on the head. So that was, like I said, we've been in this industry for a long time and um, a lot of the other bear tours, there's just like, you know, 30 people on top of each other with cameras and it's loud and um, you don't get that same sense of serenity, peace and like, and you're not able to get that connection because maybe someone's hovering over you, you know, and I've guided those tours. And um, so, yeah, that was, you know, one thing that I mean, obviously we're big adventurers. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't have started this business. So we go and we scout and we go on our own adventures and we're like, you know what, this, let's make this into a tour. And I have been going to, um, it's actually at Blind Channel Resort in, on West Thurlow Island is where the Tree of Life is. And I pay them to go there because it's their private land. And um, yeah, there's only one other operator that does this tour, but it's, it's a different style um, than how I've curated the Tree of Life. And yeah, we're, I've had, you know, Oftentimes we're just completely alone in that forest and you might pass somebody by, but it, it loops around. So you're not sitting there with like multiple groups or anything. Yeah. So it's really nice. It's really serene. And that is very intentional. For people that are doing your tour and who book it and have this beautiful adventure and experience with you, what do you want that experience to be when they leave? What's the feeling you want them to have when they, when they leave your adventure? I want them to leave with a sense of peace um, really is, is, you know, what, especially the tree of life, like going in there, it's so quiet and grounding in the forest. Like you have that exhilarating experience out on the water, which is much more fast paced and more that adrenaline. Um, but then when you get into the forest, you know, it just, I mean, it's medicine the minute you walk in and, um, yeah, your nervous system is changing from that, you know, fight or flight state that we're always in to a state where you're in that rest and digest. And so, yeah, I find that people, they come out with a, a sense of, you know, peace and serenity and, and calmness that they didn't have before they experienced that adventure. Like people can come on the boats and you can see they're pretty wound up, like whether it's excitement or stress or whatever it is. Um, and then we get into the forest and everything changes. So definitely it's a, a sense of peace really is what nature brings. Since Jennifer is indigenous, but not ancestrally from the West Coast, I thought this would be a great opportunity to learn another new word in an indigenous language that is still worth contemplating here on these territories. 
Well, I think we should learn this one, uh, Moskiki, because it's a really potent word. The energy behind it is really strong. Like I put this on my heart and I can feel it. It's very, very strong. Muskiki, Muskiki, Muskiki. Yeah. And it's, it's medicine. It means medicine. And, um, in this one, it's the four sacred medicines. This is a Cree word. So Métis is, you know, French ancestry mixed with Cree, um, you know, and we started our own culture because we were basically half-breeds that nobody liked from either side. So, um, yeah, we started our own culture that was very indigenous. And, um, yeah, the Cree are really interwoven within the Métis culture. And, yeah, I think it's a really um, important word to, to know and to also feel, right? The words in indigenous languages are very potent compared to other, you know, well, our language, English, is kind of falls flat, you know, compared to uh, this language. So yeah, it has a lot of energy behind it, a lot of meaning. Thank you, Jennifer Smalley, wilderness guide at Wild Waterways Adventures on Quadra Island. For more information on how you can connect with Jennifer and book one of her tours, you can visit wildwaterways.com. Next up, it's our last adventure together. Let's head back to the island and travel to where we started episode one of this podcast series on the west coast of Vancouver Island, the edge of North America for an electric bike ride surrounded by the majestic wilderness of the Pacific Rim. We arrive at the Uculet Tofino Junction in the traditional territory of the Uculet First Nation, part of the New Channeled People. Uculet translates to safe harbor. It's right here across the street from the Pacific Rim Visitor Center where visitors and locals alike can rent some pretty awesome rides from T-Bird e-bikes, a small business owned and operated by the Taylors, a family belonging to the Uculet First Nation. We can fit riders um, anywhere from five foot two up to six foot four and they're pedal assist meaning there's uh, levels one to five that you can use for your pedal assist to get anywhere you want on the uh, new bike path the up tashi trail which is 34 kilometers long say 95 percent of our e-bikes can make that trip turns out to be anywhere from 70 to 80 kilometer round trip. That's Gordon Taylor, the general manager of T-Bird e-bikes who came up with the idea of everything e with the vision of locally owned indigenous businesses playing a big part in healing the land in the face of climate change. My thoughts were to developing um, a type of e-transportation system within our communities. So um, we agreed we'd start with uh, electric bikes, uh, with our motto being everything E, and also with climate change and adapting to the different levels of e-transportation that can be developed uh, just from starting with e-bikes and then uh, building it up. It's also contributing to um, healing your land. By healing our land, we want to promote the Park Your Car program, which will help cut um, GHG emissions. This would create uh, someone to collect data for us so that we can watch the traffic. And uh, just by collecting data on how many rentals we have, we can determine uh, the amount of uh, fuel saved, uh, not used in that uh, time frame that the bikes were being ridden. 
And uh, to us, that's just a starting point. Once renting out our e-bikes, we cruise to the nearby entrance to a multi-use pathway through the Pacific Rim National Park. The trail stretches for 25 kilometers connecting Euclid and Tofino with plenty of beautiful resting spots along the way. The experience of the tranquility of uh, riding this new uh, path, it's uh, called the Upcheek Tassi, it means um, on the right path. And a lot of customers express um, how different it feels in there because once you get off the highway and you get onto the path, uh, it's just the beauty of the forest and uh, the aspects of that and how it changes. Um, the scenery changes, right, from bog to second growth, different types of second growth. And um, it's just like like an umbrella, like, like you're riding through, through that type of uh, forest. It's uh, very protected and um, they find it much cooler in there, like it could be 26 out, but it's it's like 10 degrees cooler when you're riding, riding in that uh, majority of that uh, new trail. We exit the trail and arrive at Long Beach, the longest sand beach on the west coast of Vancouver Island, spanning 16 kilometers. We park our bikes and set up our picnic on the white sand. T-Bird e-bikes is actually short for Teetskin, meaning Thunderbird. We look out towards the Pacific horizon as Gordon tells us the tale of the Thunderbird and these waters, an origin story from a time before memory. It's a representation of our culture, the story coming from that. Um, I was originally going to call Coition uh, uh, T-Bird uh, rentals, meaning Raven, but uh, I woke up one morning and it was, oh, why, why Raven? Um, my great-grandfather is George Clutesy and uh, he just remembered the drawing he had on his drum was Tietzkin with a serpent. Yeah, with a, with a, with a uh, serpent and, and lightning. And uh, there was a whale and there's always a, the story about uh, the T-bird and, and the whale having a fight, hence the, the thunder and lightning. And, um, so it decided that's how they changed the name uh, from Coition to uh, Teetskin. There's more, more um, into the teachings of uh, when I was younger. An epic story to end an epic series. A big thank you to Gordon Taylor from the Uculet First Nation, general manager of Teetskin e-bikes. What an amazing experience we've had together, meeting indigenous tourism operators up and down Vancouver Island and the surrounding coastal region. We forced bathe under ancient cedars and watched grizzly bears fish for salmon in estuaries. We've gone kayaking, hiking, camping, and fishing. And my favorite part? We've learned words in local indigenous languages that deepen our understanding of place, history, and culture. Kleko. Kleko. Kleko means thank you. Isak, which means respect. Uh, respect for all things. Isak, yeah. I really like the word for grizzly bear, which is haugus. You go out and you get to see this magnificent creature called haugus. We call it humdasbet. Humdasbet means uh, the place of otters. Wow. 
Even as a local resident to Vancouver Island, being a part of this series has opened my eyes to new adventure and experiences so close to home. I'm Chad Leo from the Homalco First Nation and I love living on Vancouver Island. It has been such an honor to host this podcast for you. I would like to thank our sponsor 4VI for making this podcast series possible. 4VI is a social enterprise on a mission to make travel a force for good on Vancouver Island forever. I'd also like to thank all of the amazing tourism operators and business owners who welcome us into their territories. And I'd like to also thank you for listening and hopefully becoming inspired to give this magical place a visit as soon as you can.